Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. Welcome into Coffee Break. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Sure appreciate you making us a part of your day. The show is brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. If you have a property that fits the needs of their buyers, call David at Versant 459-8565. And in the studio this morning, glad to see him out there. Helena Public School Superintendent Rex Welts. Rex, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for asking. Yeah, th- thanks for coming in this morning. Yeah. I went out to greet him and say, "Hey, you got a short week this week," and then realized, "No, he, you don't get a short week." <laughs> no, we're still at it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the kids get a break, and you know it's a statewide educator uh, conferences, so teachers are getting out and, and uh, picking up some new tricks, if you will. And uh, but we'll there at May Butler, we're still in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so no, just in case this is news to you, uh, no school parents on Thursday and Friday. Um, you know, teachers are going to class they and, are. uh, yeah. give, maybe give listeners a little bit of a, you know, at least a, a peek behind the curtain there of what does that look like? You know, when, when there's no school for kids on days like this, what are the teachers actually doing? Yeah, it's, it's a, you know, it's a longstanding tradition in Montana that, uh, these, we used to call the MEA days in the old mm-hmm. back in, back in the day, but they're, they're conferences where teachers are, they have an opportunity or a, a, an ability to take any class. There's a multitude, multitude of classes that they can choose from and, um, they'll pick and choose what, uh, of most interest to them. And, and right now, as, as you would imagine, it's all virtual. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they get to sit and get on Zoom calls. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations, teachers. I know we're all excited to get on another Zoom call. Lots of work uh, or a long weekend, depending on your, your point of view, coming up this week. My daughter's <laughs> going to get to sleep in a little bit. My wife's got to still go to work. Um, w- one thing we should chat about, you you, uh, you were recently highlighting some of your uh, your bus drivers. We had National Bus Driver Safety Week. And uh, that that that's a that's a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah, and, and given the nature of where we're at currently, we're still a few bus drivers short. Yeah. So uh, here um, in the middle of November, we, we will roll out a a a plan that uh, it's a really a staggered plan for our routes instead of canceling. So obviously, if we're about 20, 25 drivers short, we can't fulfill all of those routes. And so unlike other districts and in, in communities where they're just canceling routes to communities, we're going to roll a staggered route out where we won't run a route in that community for or that neighborhood for um, a week, but we will for the other three weeks of the month. And so we'll just move it through um, the, the district and so that we will provide uh, service and transportation, but it won't be for the entire month, but it's better than canceling right. a whole neighborhood for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's something we talked about on the show is just the, the lack of, of bus drivers and that's not some sort of uh, blemish against the Helena school district. This is happening all over the place. Yeah. Everywhere. And even our over the, over the road, long um, truck drivers. Right. Yeah. So we, yeah. we have HVAC systems that we were sitting down in Denver waiting for them. They're on a, they're on a flatbed and they need to get here. We just, there's not drivers across the country to get a equipment and supplies um, moving around. So it's a it's a national shortage. Yeah, it's one of those things where you do contract that out uh, for students in charge of it. It's not like they drop the ball. Uh, there's not much they can do either. No, it's the same uh, phenomena that we're experiencing with substitutes and paras. Uh, yeah. You know, there's just a shortage of, of individuals out there. So you've been doing to this point sort of a I guess a combination of routes and just trying to make it make it work, but that obviously makes it tough on 
uh, on bus drivers, then you've got some routes that I expect are getting picked up real early. Absolutely. And I mean, it's ca- it's just a domino effect. It really is. The, we've we've got uh, schools right now where kids are getting up, ex- or, um, getting on the bus extremely early, and they're getting home extremely late. You know, it's just it's not what's best for our students. It's they're getting to school, but boy, there it makes a really long day for especially our elementary. Yeah, kids don't want to sit on the bus for an hour. Hour and 45 minutes. Hour and a half. Yeah, I mean, that's no good. So we're going to start this rolling route suspension. How do parents find out information? Because now parents are listening going, okay, well, what week do I have to figure out how to get my kid to school? We've been been messaging that through my Friday communication. And then the transportation department will be sending out specific emails, calls, um, communications with those parents affected. Um, obviously they have a portal system in a way that they communicate with their, their ridership. And so they'll be communicating with them as well. Okay. So this is one of those things where it's not ideal, but you need to come up with a solution. And this seems like the best of the bad solutions, right? It's the, uh, we're right now it's lesser of two evils, if you will. You know, we wish we had bus drivers and we wish we could run every route that we, that we had in the past pre COVID, uh, but it's just not there. And so, you know, the, the art of leadership is is solving problems, right. and this is one of them. So at least people will know, is this planned out basically for the year where parents will know, okay, this week, this month, this it week, is. next month? Yeah, it is. Yep. Okay. Uh, and, and it's flexible in the fact that um, as we get drivers, and we, and we hope that we do, uh, we can plug drivers into this system and fulfill those other routes that uh, let's say the routes one through 17 in this week isn't um, won't run to that neighborhood but maybe we pick up two bus drivers and now 17 and 16 routes are filled and then we'll we'll communicate that out and say now we're we're back to that routes back to normal right okay so parents will have to figure out how to get their kids to school for one week a month yeah, we'd like to think that would be a great opportunity just to get you know your kid in the morning event, right? So this is right. a this is a community this is a an opportunity to, to talk to your kid just a little bit longer. I don't want to talk to my daughter that early in the morning, <laughs> right? She doesn't want to talk to me. This, yeah, this is not a- <laughs> exactly where I was going with my three kids. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but I would expect maybe some carpooling, you know, here, and I mean, there, there's ways to sort of help alleviate because certainly you recognize that they, it's an issue for for parents that work. They're going, well, how how do I do this? It's it as we've said. It's not ideal, but it, it's not. Um, but we're also going to make the best of it. Um, the ideal part is just canceling routes collectively right. in in an area, yeah. and that's not acceptable. That's either. the easy solution that's, for you. That's easy. Yeah. Well, and uh, sticking on buses, we might as well keep talking buses a little bit. I saw that you're getting kids some like the little swipe past things yeah, great yeah we are in fact uh training this morning i was up at uh, may butler here in my district office and we have people don't going down and doing training so uh, a great program i've been wanting to do this for four or five years in districts and i think it's uh for the safety of our students and knowing where they're at this is a this is a great opportunity for us yeah so each kid will get a get, get their own card and they swipe it when they get on and then basically that allows parents to know you know, hey, my kid did get on the bus this morning. Yeah, I'm really happy with our transportation. Um, my first uh, few months into this, uh, Tom Cohn and his department over there, um, they're leading leading edge technology. Um, and so I'm looking forward to, to how this rolls out. They have a great portal system. You can check in and see where your bus is at, see where your student's at, if they got on, if they got off. And so I'm um, going through training this morning. I didn't get good at this. That's like tracking your pizza now. When you order pizza <laughs> online, they have like the little GPS thing. We got some on Friday, actually, and it's like, hey, I wonder where that pizza is. And my wife got on and she looked because there's a the little track the pizza thing. Yeah. She goes, uh, it's sitting out in front of the house. 
<laughs> and the guy, I go up and sure enough, there's the car. He's walking up yeah. the driveway. Yeah, know? this is, uh, you know, we always talk about connectivity with our parents. And, and then this, I believe, is, is one of those. I've been doing this for 25 years or 30. Um, and that's one of the scary parts for our parents is when students get on bus, especially the elementary, mm-hmm. the younger ones, um, if they're getting on or if they're, or if they're getting off, right? And, and inevitably, once in a while, a kid will get off the wrong spot. We, right. we hope that never happens, but there's error there. And so we can track those back and know right where our kids where they should be. Yeah. Helena Public School Superintendent Rex Welts with us on Coffee Break this morning. A couple minutes before we're going to head to a break. And uh, might as well, this is the bus segment. I saw you're also getting uh, cameras installed. I mean, you already had cameras installed. Let's not, I I guess, conflate this. You you had cameras, but you're getting better cameras. Yeah, there's, you know, unfortunately, we still... um, red lights on buses and, and there's cars that go by that, right? So they violate that law and, and, and we zoom in by student safety is all so, so important. And the cameras that we had before uh, couldn't pick out a driver very well or a license plate. And we just upgraded the technology, you know, the, the ability to see off of those, um, off those pictures. And so I've got a couple that were downloaded to me the other day, just for an example. And remarkable how clear it is you can pick out drivers you can pick out and it and it's not that we're trying to find the 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 uh the lawbreakers but it's certainly it's about student safety Mm -hmm. and so we want to make sure that uh there's not a a lot of it but when it does happen we want to make sure that uh, we account for that yeah yeah so now they can and they can they can see in the bus too as well so you're going to have a a, a good view of whatever's happening in the bus correct and on that stop arm yeah we on the stop arms on the swing arm we call them so front and rear views and within the bus itself okay is that a uh, is that a problem in helena i mean do we see that with any regularity that the vehicles aren't stopping for the the The, sign or that's the same question i asked and um roughly um three to three to four hundred times uh, a year wow so that is, it, that, i mean that's that's a significant number yeah, absolutely you know i mean that's 300 chances for a kid to get hit walking off a bus correct yeah and i mean it could could be your kid could be your neighbor could be, yeah. i mean that's it that is a problem. I had no idea it was that high. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, that's not uncommon probably across uh, the, the state, you know, in, in the districts I've worked in, in the past as a superintendent, again, um, it does happen. Uh, unfortunately we, we get impatient and uh, you know, it's a little frustrating to get behind that bus and, and that thing's stopping all the time, but that's part of the, part of the nature of a bus. Right. And so um, when that arms out and the lights are flashing, we really do need to um, stay behind it you know, and slow it down, stop, let the kids get across the street. That's uh, always our, our biggest fear is something happens when we get off the yeah. bus. So then that, that happens, you've got the camera, you, you can see the license plate. Does that then go to the HPD and it, they it take does. it from there? Or? Absolutely. We can actually hit a button and just uh, submits it right into uh, police department and then they, they take it from there. Okay. And uh, hopefully they will send whoever that is a thank you note. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we're not looking to get people. In <laughs> I know you're not. I am. But, yeah. You know, just, I, I'll do it. We, yeah. uh, we certainly just want to keep kids safe as they, as they exit across there. Yeah. I'll, I'll be, I'll be the face there of the, uh, the vigilante <laughs> bus yeah. sign non-stoppers. We've got uh, superintendent Rex Wilson with us this morning, uh, from Helena public schools uh, here on coffee break. And, uh, we're going to head it to break, but I guess, uh, before we do that one last chance to shout out there, if, if you want a job, get in touch with the first student. Cause They've got openings. Absolutely. And training, uh, we'll pay for training and some bonus Probably money. still signing on, sign on bonuses. Yeah. And- yeah, we're, we're still about 18 to 22 short, um, given the day that we, first student uh, brings drivers in from other communities and then they take them back <laughs> when they need them back there. So we're yeah. still 18 to 22 um, 
short. Yeah, so go go get a job with first students. We'd love and, to have uh, you. It'd be a, be a good job to have. Stick around. We're going to take a break, but then we'll be back with more after this. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Appreciate you sticking with us this morning. The show is brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. Finding the perfect buyer for your home doesn't have to be daunting. Call David at Versant, 459-8565. Helena Public School Superintendent Rex Wells is with us this morning. We were talking all all you wanted to know about buses. We, we did that in the first half. Um, lots still to talk about. I do want to at least throw out a mention uh, recently, National Custodian Day. Those folks always working hard, but in the last few years, certainly, it's, uh, you know, working harder and working overtime yeah there's just uh there's always been a high expectation for our um our custodial staff and i've had a philosophy throughout my career is that uh, cleanliness is is contagious it's either clean or it's not and, and it goes both ways if you don't take care of your buildings you know it just goes downhill mm-hmm. from there but if we have an expectation to keep them clean and organized then that's really the expectation that i have then that um, relies on our custodial staff and so i'll shout out to our crew especially through a pandemic when we asked them to clean every surface that we could and right add, yeah before they had a big enough enough job just cleaning up after the the normal messes that kids make right Correct, yep. and now it's been amplified yep so they've done a great job um you know it's it's academic coaches uh, month or day as well um in our household we it's not a birthday it's a birthday month and so if there's a day it really extended through the whole month and so it's academic coaches it's our custodial it's also uh principal month in october it's always been uh, school leadership or principal month and mm-hmm. so i do a big shout out to the leaders uh i've been in a lot of districts right and the leadership in this district is outstanding and so um i'd like to acknowledge all of our all, all of our principals across the district yeah they're, they're doing great work out there and uh, you know one thing we we talked here in the first half of, uh, about the, the the shortage of bus drivers we have a shortage of substitute teachers as well don't we we do um you know my front office i walk in the morning to um, take, take a hard left and ask you know my hr department and who's responsible for our, our substitutes across the district and it's first question is how we doing this morning um, there's been times that we've had uh, we're many subs short and I, I will tell you that I think that's the stressor that we have as we as we march through normal and as I've been talking about normal um, we're asking teachers and staff our teachers and our and our um, staff students to stay home if you're not doing well and so there puts a strain on our substitute pool for our staff um, and I think that's our biggest concern is just not having enough substitutes so you talk paras paraeducators are substitutes and bus drivers we're short all the way around so mm-hmm. take your pick community we'd love to have you in our school system at some point yeah. uh, as a driver a para or, a, or even a substitute teacher for yeah. us. well and you're you're now paying more even we did we increased that uh, we do a market analysis with um, with our region and knew that we were short um, you know compensation short so we got to, to average you'd call it 100 percent 
percent. So we're in competitive. We're com, um, competitive with uh, the region. One thirty for a non-certified. One forty for the day on a certified teacher sub. And um, we could use more. Uh, asked this morning how many. We're, we could do fifteen to twenty would really help us. Um, in kind of a ballpark. Yeah, and so this is something where you know you don't necessarily have to. You know, people are listening. Go, I don't have a teaching degree. You, you don't necessarily have to have that. Not at all to be a substitute teacher. No, I. Some of our best substitutes don't have that degree. Um, compassion, willing to be flexible, um, like kids. You know, that that's a kind of an important piece. Right? Right. We really want to be around people, uh, but we certainly could use uh, individuals to help us out. Qualif- quality individuals to to step in. And when our staff is out because they're in a quarantine status, or even taking a personal leave, which I think is great for their mental needs, their social emotional needs. Mm-hmm. Um, we need people to fill back in. If you remember last year, we had to shut down the high school because we just didn't have enough staff. And COVID was the problem, but the the effect was not enough adults. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's what we've been reporting this morning. Uh, and, and you and I chatted about as, as we were walking in, you saw the same thing. We, we've got uh, at least three that we know of districts in the state that have basically had to to do that. They've shut down for a couple days this week or over in Livingston, they shut down for like two weeks because they're saying, we, you know, we don't have the people to keep this building running. Yeah, I think that's what we see across the country as well is that uh, the, the number of adults that um, help run the system, if you don't have them, you can't do it. And so the option is to go remote. And remember, our, our goal from the get go was to keep our doors open five days mm-hmm. a week. And so to do that, we need we need additional help. Yeah. Well, and uh, so something also that people could work in to fit their schedule. If they've got one day a week open, they can sign up to be a sub one day a week, right? Yeah. Like if, if Thursday is the one day that I have available during my week, that that's okay with you. It absolutely is. That's the attraction to be as a substitute. You can choose, you can pick and choose those days. If you want to block out one Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, but just work Tuesdays and Thursdays, there's always a need for those days as well. So yeah, there it's partial employment employment and you get to pick it. Okay. So what do people, if they're interested, like what would step one be? Uh, d- uh, contact the district office, HR, um, and they'll walk you through the process. Yeah, and it, I, it, it's relatively painless, I would expect. It, it, it is. Fingerprints, yeah. electronic, you come in. Um, we send them out to uh, have them examined through electronic means, and they're back quick. And so um, it doesn't take much. Um, and it's just that caring, compassionate person that wants to help out, uh, be with kids, we certainly could use you. And you'll probably even give them lunch, right? Hey, there's lunch. There is. You know, Sodexo <laughs> does a great job with our school lunches, and so uh, absolutely. Yeah, we've got in the studio this morning, Helena Public School Superintendent Rex Welts. We got about uh, about eight minutes and change left with him. And uh, how I, I guess in general, Rex, how is our COVID situation in the schools? We, I mean, we know that it's it's putting a strain on just faculty and staff in terms of just numbers because either people are sick or they they're quarantined or whatever it is. But just in general, what how are we doing? You know, our community. Um we're, we were three to four weeks late to the surge, right? Our community has been, and it's been through the pandemic, um, when waves hit, it's usually a little later in, in mm-hmm. Helena, but it's also lingering a little longer, right? And so if you look at the um, our, our national trends, we're headed down. Things look good across the country. The Delta wave, although if you look at, you listen to world news tonight and that, you know, there's, there's a sub to the Delta and and we got our eyes on that thing. But our community right now in talking with St. Pete's health and, uh, um, their chief medical officer, um, they've struggled. Our community has really been hit hard here. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
and it seems to be flattening off. And if I if uh, the crystal ball, which I would like to think I have, um, it looks like we are probably on a downturn, but we are still being affected within our building, right? And so across the in the numbers across our our district, I get um, one at this one pause at this school, two at this school, one at that school, two at this school, one, right? So we've had level numbers, like we haven't had blowouts, but we still COVID is present in our community and yeah. in our schools. Um, our positivity rates a little less in our schools than it looks like in the, in our community, but um, not to say that it's not there. We've been focusing Troy on all the positives, and we're re- really working on making sure that academics is in social emotional needs. But make no bones about it, COVID's still l- lingering back there, and we we contend and manage it every day. Yeah, it's it's got to be tough for you going. You know, you, you're you're walking that tightrope every day, knowing that any at any point, all of a sudden, it could be you know you've you've got a dozen teachers quarantined or you know like who who knows what it is and and now you're in trouble i mean how, how close have you been to having to to make that call or how close have you been to being close to having yeah. to make that no, call no i understand the question and um it's it is always the it's always there. It's always lingering, yeah. right? And so it's it's in our brain. We've we haven't been into a cabinet meeting saying is it go no go, right? It, but we do know that we had two or three staff members out on the spot, and we've had to have other adults come in and cover for them. Um, that happens every day, and yeah. so I think what's important is that um, we're going to push on a normal. But don't we'll never forget that we also contend with the management of COVID um, behind the scenes, and there's a balance between academics and in COVID, and so we're we're really pushing the balance of what that looks like for our students. Five yeah. days a week is where we're where we're ended. Yeah, and that's the goal, and and it's tough. I mean, we we're just a couple of weeks away or uh, down the road from uh, the county having recorded its hundredth death since this started you know the statewide the biggest numbers we've seen since november yesterday i mean this is not uh, you know if it's getting better it's getting better very slowly and and you've got to deal with that and uh, one thing i you've got uh, expanded testing going on at the schools yeah how how does that work yeah i think that's um, a a critical move for us and really a game changer is that uh Across our across our community, if you look for a rapid test, they're hard to find, and if you can find them, you know they're expensive. And and if you're asking your medical provider for a for a COVID test, you may not get those results back for two or three days. Mm-hmm. We know that um, uh, our public health department is is just behind. They, they would admit that they just don't have enough people to contact trace. And so what that means is that in our we we stood up a program that we're rapid testing within each one of our buildings. And so if a student, and again, most importantly, this is an opt-in, right? We just don't randomly go sample. Right, they, they need parent, uh, parental consent. Parental consent, and, yeah. and we can test students within our building. And one, it's it's rapid. We can respond quickly if we know if it's a positive or negative. The other one, it's free for our families. I think that's important. And it's 15 minutes. And so within 15 minutes, we, we would know if a student is positive or are not positive and so that's happening throughout the throughout all of our buildings um, I would give a shout out to Barb Ridgeway and our nurses again we talked about custodians working mm-hmm. really hard but yeah. a new a new um, expectation also for our school nurses um, and so they stood this up and it's working through our community through our schools right now and uh, we're seeing good success with it yeah so you are saying that was the follow is I guess is are what are you seeing out of it are, are you seeing it actually 
is it beneficial? It is beneficial. Yeah, there's there's two pieces of that. One is physically we, we would know if a student and we can act accordingly if that's a positive. We don't want them being they don't we don't want students feeling sick and maybe positive and being in our environment and waiting for a result to come back two mm -hmm. or three days later, right? So that increases our infectious rate with so if we're able to know within fifteen minutes, we can make we can make plans with that family um, that day on the ground. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense. All of this is aimed, as you said, at keeping kids in school and in school five days a week. Uh, that's sort of the overriding goal. And so far, so good. Yeah, so far, so good. We're, um, um, and I'm not going to jinx this, right? This is a lot <laughs> right, of hard right. work. And uh, hopefully, you know, parents don't see this on the backside and our students don't see this on the backside, but we're working extremely hard to make sure that we keep our students in school. Um, so I think it's so far we're doing really well and uh, I'm not out bragging about it. I'm just going to let right. it roll. Yeah. Helena Public School Superintendent Rex Wilds with us this morning. Uh, we've got about two and a half minutes left for him. I, I suppose at least mentioned you've been doing a lot of construction, a lot of work. Uh, vigilante is is one of those sort of hallmark, the, the centerpiece of some of the work you've been doing. Uh, a whole lot of stuff going on out there. And uh, last week you installed uh, like an archway out there that looks really sharp. Yeah, you see that on our socials. It uh, it looks turned out really really well. good. Yeah, yeah. It's a, you know, Vidgefield is is a hallmark. Like you said, there's a lot of tradition there. Um, we expanded the lane from an eight to ten. Put new put new surface on it. We uh, the D areas or the back er areas where the concrete mm -hmm. redid that where it was peeling off. And so you know, I I never had the opportunity. I will tell you, 20, 30 years ago, I'll date myself uh, when I was an athletic trainer. We at Western Montana College, we'd come up and play Carroll probably the vid. same track yeah it was probably the same track the same concrete that was <laughs> yeah. rolling off there um last year and so uh it was nice to give it a facelift yeah and uh you know and and, and that was not just a facelift i mean some of that was needed the track what literally was falling apart absolutely yeah it uh it extended the life of that uh, you know, dramatically. Yeah, and there's ADA accessible stuff there now, and I mean there there was some important work that that was done. It just had to happen. And then I think that goes to to show, and this testament to our district is that there are areas in our district that um, they don't live forever, right? And so we need to increase um, our funding for those that um, prioritize. And we're going through a process right now and and analyzing all our deferred maintenance needs, mm -hmm. and just so that we know where our next projects might might come from, and then be able to communicate that to the to the community um, what we what i don't want to do is oh by by the way here's a surprise we need to right. do something so be, yeah. be transparent with it and you do still have a little bit of work left out there uh that, that will be completed I, I guess through the spring sort of the finishing touches of I, I think the concessions area and stuff like that yeah there's a little bit left but I, we're about ready to close that project out yeah um, good yeah our facility's done an amazing job this summer a mixed uh you know lack of transportation of things yeah not an goods. easy time no. to do this no, they've done a nice job yeah so uh, lots going on uh you know th th there's always i always have more stuff that i want to talk about and you know I you just, asked me about the solar run and, and i told you i was going to do it and i'm competitive. yeah and you, and you did it i did it uh my better half carla my sweetie she uh we both ran it together and sunday morning we we got there did she run with you she well i uh, she <laughs> ran ahead of me yeah yeah and uh i will tell you that uh we we're pretty anxious sunday morning to see how we did and so we opened up the website and see where we where we were and she was fourth in her age class i said how about me she said well you did you got eighth and i said well how many people were in my age class eight there's eight yeah yeah so, but i finished Troy. but you're still top yeah, 10 yeah. And, and and you crossed the line so yeah, it was a good cause rex i appreciate you coming in thank you we're uh, always yeah it, it always happens we're all out of time helen public school superintendent rex welts with us this morning doing great work out there uh with the district along with all of our teachers and faculty and staff the custodians the bus drivers the, the, the nurses everybody thank you for all that you're doing thank you
I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. Head on over. Give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.